Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My name's Tady. This is Sex, Psych and Self. And welcome! I'm so excited. I'm so stoked to be finally recording the first episode for Sex, Psych and Self. I've been wanting to do this for the longest time and I'm finally getting around to it. It actually takes a lot to set up a podcast, as I've learned. Um, But yeah, I'm so excited to finally be doing it. Like I said, my name's Tady and you're probably thinking... What is she doing? What is this? Well, I hope you're pleasantly surprised. I aim to make a podcast that you enjoy, that you laugh at, that you cry at because we've all been through some shit and that you can hopefully relate to and maybe learn a bit from. Um, I thought that I would make the first episode just a little bit of an introduction, uh, a little bit of a just a kind of yarn about what I want this podcast to be about, where I hope it'll go and what I hope that you will get from it. Um, I'll start with just a little introduction on myself. Like you heard at the start of the podcast, my name is Tady. I am a nurse, I am a mental health practitioner and I'm a practicing counsellor. I am also the founder of a high school program called Taboo. Uh, We've only delivered it in two schools but it is Uh, a form of education aimed towards adolescent aged students and we kind of just you know talk about really prevalent issues in high school we talk to principals and we kind of get their um, feedback on what they think are raging topics 
we do things about sexual health, mental health and self-confidence kind of issues and I guess that's where I kind of came up with the idea for this podcast. Uh, this podcast is definitely not aimed towards just adolescents, they can definitely listen, hi, uh, but it's also aimed towards adults and really all ages. I mean, I hope a two-year-old's not listening to this because we are probably going to talk about some things not suitable. I've been through some shit, man, and... <laughs> As we all have, and I really just want to talk about it, and I really want you to learn from it, because I've definitely learned from it, and I hope you can too. Because if we don't learn from the fucked up shit that's happened in our life, what's the point of it happening, honestly? If we can't laugh at it, if we can't look back and just absolutely crack up at it, what is the point of it happening? And... Yeah, so I'm so excited. I do specialise in sexual health in my nursing. I have literally dedicated my life to learning about the nitty-gritties of sex. And I think, judging by the name of this podcast, Sex, Psych and Self, which I did want it to be quite, like, Captain Obvious, this is what this podcast is about, big red, like, big bold writing. So this podcast is going to be about sex, obviously. You can see that from the name. Sexual health, sexual psychology. Um, We're going to go into some just bits of sex. Like I have an episode planned about kinks in sex, which I'm so excited about because when I was researching it, I was kind of reading about it and I was like, whoa, blew my mind a bit. So, yeah, everything sex. We're going to go into, you know, mental health. In no way am I a psychologist, but I am a mental health practitioner. I have been around and I've seen it all on top of struggling with my own mental health over the last couple of years. So I do feel like I am in a position where I can talk about this and talk about it real. I just want to, you know, be relatable and I want you to feel like you're, you know, you're safe, you're normal and you know, I want you to feel like your problems are a little bit less of a problem after leaving this podcast. And the self part of the title, I do want to visit issues of self-confidence. I have always been a confident person my whole entire life, ask anyone that knows me, but I do want to dive a little bit more into it and I, I want to help, I want to help and I want to educate and I want to talk about it. And on top of all that, I do want to raise mental health awareness. I think there are a lot of great initiatives out there that are trying to do this and kind of abolish stigma and that kind of thing. But I just do really want to build awareness around the fact that pretty much everyone at one point in their life will struggle with their mental health. Like, that's a fact. Um... So I definitely want to be able to just build a platform of awareness around that and also sexual health awareness. Like, I don't know about you, but all I can remember of my sexual education in high school was we're in an auditorium. I think I was in like grade eight. We're in an auditorium and my PE teacher, who was like, he was like, older like he probably was about 50 he was a man he got up in front of all of us showed us powerpoint of literal dicks with green pus coming out of the ends like that's all we got we got a half an hour session of pictures of the worst of the worst stds then we were let out into the world being raging teenagers just expected to kind of get it just expected to kind of figure it out and That doesn't slide with me. That's not good enough. Um, I do feel strongly about providing sexual education in school. I feel like 
schools try to encourage or force abstinence on their students, which, and for those of you who don't know, abstinence is withholding from sex until marriage. It's a very religious view of sexual activity. I don't believe in it. I think it's ridiculous, crazy, crazy business to think that teenagers with raging hormones, raging, pulsing genitals are going to withhold from sex. When you're a teenager, it's your natural chemistry, your natural biology to want to touch bits, okay? You want to touch the person next to you. You get attracted. You feel those feelings. You want to explore them. You want to build on them. It's natural. Why are we fighting fate? Why are we fighting nature? I just don't understand it. And I just think it's ridiculous. I want to provide the education and just give you a wealth of knowledge because, you know, we all need it. Even I need it. I don't know everything. I'll probably learn a bit about the way. I definitely learned a bit when I was researching my episodes about um, kinks. Holy smokes. Some of the things I read on there, I'm like, I did not even know these existed, which is a reason for you to stick around because you're going to want to hear about this. Um, Later on down the track, I do hope that this podcast, you know, gains a few listeners and we will be taking requests. I want to know what you want to hear about. I want to take your advice. I want to take your, you know, tips and tricks to make it a better podcast. I also hope down the track that we will get um, guests on with me because I know so many great professional people in my life that have a wealth of knowledge about so many different topics and I do hope that they will join me on here later on down the track to talk about some stuff. Um, I'm so excited about that. So yeah, we're going to touch a bit on, like I said before, self-confidence, building motivation, self-worth and I want you to be able to listen to this podcast while you're on the treadmill, while you're walking your dog, while you're at work, while you're doing the dishes, you know, any time of day, because I know that I love a good podcast and I literally, if I find a good podcast, I will listen to that. I will listen to it while I'm at the gym. Not while I'm lifting weights though, because I need to listen to my pump up Beyonce music, but I will listen to it while I'm at work. I will listen to it everywhere I can because I'm just literally obsessed with it. Um, we're going to touch a bit on some relationship issues talk about one night stands, serious relationships, friendly relationships, work relationships, touch a bit on weight loss, meditation, mindfulness, practicing a kind mind, which I feel like is so important because the meanest person is you to yourself. And I believe that entirely. Uh, And we're just going to learn some tips and tricks to practice kind mind and practice mindfulness because I had a girl the other day ask me and she was like, can I ask you a question? I'm like, yeah, all right. What? (laughs) She's like, how do you deal with your anxiety issues? And if you tell, this is what she said. She's like, if you tell me mindfulness, I'm going to punch you. And I was like, look, I'm going to tell you. I refuse to be medicated. There is nothing wrong with medication. But in my personal opinion, I don't want it for myself. So mindfulness is your only option, love. Work it out. That's what I said to her. And then I was like, why is everyone so against mindfulness? Because even when I first heard about it from my psychologist, I was like, that's stupid. 
to be honest. But I worked it out. So we're going to visit a bit into that and how you could probably work it out too. Um, we're also going to get into the nitty gritties around trauma, which is such an interesting topic um, because we all have trauma in our life. I've definitely um, been through some trauma, but I do strongly feel as if trauma creates a person. I, I, I do wish that no one had to go through trauma in their lives, but especially for myself, my trauma my background, everything that's happened to me is what has made me the person that I am today, has made me like passionate about the things that I'm passionate about, has made me as driven as I am today. And yeah, so I put it all but down to that. And of course, my amazing, wonderful upbringing by my wonderful presence. They are presents, but in the form of parents. So um, we're going to talk about the chemistry and psychology about sex and how men and women are different because let me tell you, they are. They are so different. We have different brains, as we all know. We have different biology. We have different chemistry. All our hormones are different. Like everything is different. Let's talk about Let's briefly go into the psychology behind sex. Now, I think that you've probably gathered by the beginning of this podcast that sex is one of my favourite subjects. Righto, let's get into it. I know you're all wanting it. I know you're all been waiting for it. Well, let's talk about sex. Well, let's start talking about it anyways, because we've got to start somewhere. All right, I'll get you to just take one minute and think about what sex means to you. When you hear the word sex, what does it mean to you? Now, I know for me, it brings back a lot of wild memories. For me, I definitely do think about the fact that it is the literal foundation of our existence. It is the reason we're all here. We all came because two people came. Well, one person came anyways. <laughs> And I love that saying that's like, imagine if women had to orgasm to, you know, have a child. There'd be like two of us on the planet. <laughs> sex, like I said, it's the foundation of our existence. Um, sex is, and I know I definitely think about this when I think about the word sex, sex is the most scariest thing that I think that you can do. You are literally letting, depending what gender you are, I'm just talking from a female perspective, you are literally letting someone enter you. You are giving them everything. You are opening yourself up to diseases. Uh, you're opening yourself up to creating another life, creating human. And it is literally so scary. Oh, my God. But on the other side, on the like, other hand, it is also the most fulfilling, exciting activity you can do. I mean, you're doing it with someone or yourself. I mean, you can definitely have sex with yourself. You're feeling, you're creating a new vibe and it's so exciting. Once you have sex with someone, you're like connected to that person for life low key. And I think that's the craziest thing about it. Like once someone's been inside you or once you have been inside someone, like you've been in them in their body like that's absolutely wild to me and there is no one way there is no there's no right or wrong answer so if you thought when I asked you to think about sex and you thought of a reason you're right if you thought of what you think it means to you well you're right because sex is individualized and 
I feel like as the years go on, sex is becoming so much more extreme, so much deeper and so much more exploratory. Like people are exploring that shit. People are exploring other people's bodies. People are exploring objects with sex and they're just doing it. They're doing the damn thing. Um, Women. So as I said before, I'm speaking on a female perspective. So if you are a male, I'm sorry. And maybe I will get a male on the podcast later on to speak about it. But Women are more often to use sex as a way to take that relationship to the next level. Women are more likely to use sex as a way of uh, exploring emotion. Um, They are more likely to address sex with more depth, more meaning. And to them, it's more than just a primal act. It's It's more than just instinct. It's more than just we, you know, we root now, we make babies. It's an act of pleasure for not only their body, but for their minds. And it can also be an act of torture for their minds. Um, as I'm sure we've all been, or most of us have been in a one night stand where we thought it was going to go further, but here we are ghosted and upset. Um, (laughs) sexual urges are definitely there in both genders. Um, however, in men, And I've researched the shit out of this because I'm like, why do men not feel the same way? But did you know that men are more likely to be more fraught with sexual advances? And you're probably like, duh, TD. You stand at a bar and you're looking. You're looking around the bar. You see a good-looking fella. You're single. You see a good-looking fella across the bar. You're a female. You see a good-looking fella across the bar. You're looking at him and you're like, shit. I'm going to take him home. But, I, but I'm not going to approach him. God, no. Don't worry, because if he likes you, more than likely he's going to approach you unless he's shy. Men are more likely to be forward with their sexual advances. Sorry, I just punched the microphone away. Um, and along my research in life and for this episode, I read that sex is actually considered or can be considered a human necessity on the same level as food, shelter and water. The reason I have a little giggle about that is because what the fuck? (laughs) Like humans need it. We need it for pleasure. And I'm not just talking about we need to reproduce because like, duh, we need to keep the world going, but like we need it. And it's just crazy to me. And when I read that, I was like, the heck, um, humans need like that. It's a need. It's a human need to feel that connection with another human. We crave affection and we crave the warmth of another human being. Have you ever felt lonely? But not in the way that you want a relationship, but lonely in a way that you just want someone next to you. You want to feel someone's presence. You want to feel someone's warmth. You want to feel someone's touch. And I think it's when it's like that when people break up from a relationship and they're sitting there and they're like, I miss him, I miss him, I miss him. And everyone's like, why? Like, he was such a dick to you. It was such a terrible relationship. More than likely, that person just misses the person, the person effect. They miss a human being near them touching them, kissing them, giving them attention. They don't actually miss that person that they're in a relationship with. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm talking mad shit, but it's it's true. Like, it's all facts. And looking back at it, I kind of am so interested in the history of sex. Like, 
when did we start being so freaking nasty? Well, did you know that books have been published about sex and the psychology of sex since before the 1800s? Since as long as we can have been able to record it, it's been happening. There are literal ancient artifacts that have been found dating back to 200,000 years ago about sex, love, desire, and pleasure. Like people are out there writing, drawing big old dicks on a cave wall, insinuating pleasure. Like how cool is that? That, Oh, I love it. The history of sex. Oh, so exciting. And I'm sure we're all familiar with the Kama Sutra. Hundreds of years ago, it was um, kind of formulated. Hundreds of years ago. And for those who aren't familiar with the Kama Sutra, it is a book about sex full of pictures, diagrams on sexual positions. Go buy yourself a Kama Sutra because your bedroom's about to get wild. I've never actually uh, visited every page by page, but I've definitely looked it up online and I've seen some of these positions and I'm like, oh my God. As a nurse, look after your joints. Holy. And, yeah, it's just got hundreds of positions in it. It's pretty wild. Um, And it even goes as far, this is what I kind of discovered, there are rules and advice on sexual practices in the Bible. The Bible. Of course, the Bible encourages abstinence and waiting for sex until marriage, but, well, that is abstinence. But they talk about sex in the Bible. The Jewish Torah, which I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, which I should be pronouncing it right because I am of Jewish descent. But they talk about it in all, like, on all levels. The, um, the Muslim Quran, which I'm sorry if I've mispronounced that again, but they're all kind of religious documents and they all visit the conversation of sex and I think that's so cool. I think it's cool. I think that really comes back to the fact that sex is such a human instinct and a human necessity and we've needed it forever and we're going to need it forever. But not just for, you know, reproduce, but for pleasure. And that also brings me down to a fun fact, which I love spinning at the pub. (laughs) So we all know that humans have sex for pleasure. And a lot of people say, oh, animals don't, animals have sex to reproduce to reproduce only and that is true but did you know that dolphins are the only other mammal other I said that weird um the only other mammal to have sex for pleasure so dolphins are out there in the ocean literally getting it on not to make little baby dolphins but to have a good time which I think is cool like same dolphin same and I also discovered this fun fact and I do want to throw fun facts in this podcast because I love a good fun fact and I don't know about you but I love being at the pub and being like guys gather round I'm about to spin a yarn and that yarn is and then just spit a mad fact and people are like what more than 500,000 animal species have homosexual Sorry, I said 500,000. That's a lot. More than 500. (laughs) Sorry, I got really excited. More than 500 animal species have homosexual, which means like same sex, and bisexual behaviours. More than 65,000 species of animal 
are born intersex, which means they, when they're born, they have both male and female reproductive organs. Insert brain blowing up emoji here. That's wild. That's bloody crazy. When I read that, I was like, oh my God, animals are out here doing the damn thing. Jesus Christ. Um, and uh, yeah, that's your fun fact. All right, so the next thing I kind of want to touch on in this opening episode is stigma. I know I kind of mentioned it uh, right at the beginning, but um, just in case anyone kind of is not familiar with what stigma is, it is when a person views you in a way that is usually negative because of a distinguishing characteristic or personal trait. For example, a negative, a negative stereotype or a negative attitude. Um, for a very basic example, I have white bleach blonde peroxided hair. So a, a stigma would be, or a stereotype, looking at me and assuming that I am a bimbo or dumb. That's just kind of like a basic uh, baseline example. Uh, and stigma is so common around sexual health. Uh, when it comes to STDs, it's um, very prevalent in their community that people kind of form these negative attitudes towards people that have or have um, STDs around sexual kinks and around mental health. Uh, for example, there's a lot of stigma around men's mental health, which I, that's why I think it's such a great thing that these initiatives are being made around men's mental health, because the stigma is there and the stigma is continuing to be there. So I think the more platforms and initiatives that are trying to abolish this, the better, because we need all the help we can get if we want to work together towards a more positive future for everybody. Um, and I think there's a lot of stigma also there around, um, kind of, you know, sexual orientation and um, gender, gender identity as well and sexual identity. And I, I want to start off with saying, um, I want to start off this line of podcast right and I want to say I am an ally completely to the LGBT um, plus plus community. I have nothing but positive attitudes about that community and I will do nothing but support every single person that's part of that community and I want to also include that in this podcast at making a positive um positive supportive community for those people and you know I asked my partner I said to him this isn't really where I wanted this to go but I just did want to add this I asked him I'm like if we had a homosexual child a child who came out saying they were sexually attracted to the same gender as themselves, as what they identified as. Um, what, how would you feel? Because he's very, like, country, old western, like, traditional. And he said, you know, oh, well, I haven't really thought about it. And I said, parents who hate their children for coming out as trans or for coming out as homosexual or bisexual or whatever – are the literal worst because life is already going to be hard for that child. Like no matter what we do, no matter how much support and positive vibes we put into the air, there's always going to be those actual idiots who hate people that identify as LGBT, LGBTQI++. So why make their home life the same? 
why make their home life as hateful as what's going to be on the outside? My children, and you can hold me to this forever, my children will always have a happy, healthy, safe, supportive home. No matter what they choose to be, no matter what they choose to identify as, no matter who they bring home. Although if they bring home someone that is going to commit acts of domestic violence, then I can't get around that. I will not be supportive of that. But other than that, I'm going to be a supportive mama over here, which is why I cannot wait to have children. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, that's um, stigma. It sucks. Let's eradicate it. Let's get rid of it. Let's walk together, work, walk together, work together to abolish it. Yay. <laughs> And also, I know we've also visited mental health at the beginning of this podcast, um, but just a little bit more depth into the kind of mental health issues that we are going to visit. Issues like anxiety, depression, ADHD, adult ADHD, multiple personality disorders, um, and every other mental health issue we're going to touch on. We're going to talk about it. Um, We're going to talk about recognising the signs. We're going to talk about the absolute terrible ways that people self-diagnose and how to look after your mental health. Uh, We're going to talk about our own personal struggles, such as my own, because there has been a lot. Um, Like I mentioned before, trauma, 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 sorry, and... um, yeah, self-esteem. And we're going to go into, you know, self-care, taking time for yourself, weight loss, as I mentioned before, relationship with food, uh, which I have struggled with a lot in my life, relationship with yourself, kind mind, being kind to yourself, uh, creating goals, mindfulness, being present in that moment, manifesting self-worth, self, uh, social self-care, emotional self-care, and uh, we're going to get a bit witchy with it. And we're just going to live our positive vibes and our positive lives. Um, So, yeah, that in a nutshell is what this podcast is going to be about. I hope I've sparked your interest about a couple things. Uh, Our next uh, episode, I am hoping to get an episode out once a week. Our next episode is going to be uh, focused towards a mental health issue. I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to ruin it. I love surprises. I hope you do too. So um, we'll visit that in the next uh, episode. For now, I was like going through my computer. I'm just going to leave you with a little thing. I was going through my computer. I found all these like blogs that I wrote like, uh, writ, wrote, sorry, like four years ago. And you can really tell that I've always been passionate about these issues. And um, I just want to read you a little blog about consent Um, because we are definitely going to visit the topic of consent. Um, So I just want to read you this little blog and kind of leave it with you to think about. The way the world views sex is warped, from issues of consent to the overwhelming stigma. As a nurse, consent is something I am all too familiar with. Informed consent, verbal, written. But when it comes to sex, what is consent? Consent consent is that simple. A yes. A clear, concise yes. The fact that my midriff is showing is not informed consent. The fact I gave you my number is not written consent. It starts with a yes and finishes with a yes. Consent is free to be withdrawn at any time, in hospitals and in the bedroom, and everywhere else, for that matter. You wouldn't keep eating a meal if you didn't like it. 
So what makes you think sex is any different? Sex is simple, but the whole world loves to complicate it. It's two people, or more, if you're into that vibe. That's literally what I wrote. People sharing their bodies between each other for pleasure. In saying that, sex is one of the scariest things in the world. Absolutely yes, it sure is. Does love and sex come hand in hand? Absolutely not. But Tate, why is sex scary? It is an act of handing over your entire physical being to someone. Is it the health issues that can arise? Is it the fact that sex is the literal start of life? For me, the health concerns are definitely up there with the scariest thing. But mostly, I think I find sex so terrifying because I've always used it as a source of feeling that want that everyone craves. He's having sex with me. That must mean he wants me, right? It took me the entirety of my adolescent years, as well as most of my adult life so far, to realise men have sex. If not with you, it'll be with someone else. Women are chemically manufactured to respond to sex differently to males as we release stronger love hormones when committing the act. What kind of sick joke is that? We are set up to fail from the start. Men do not feel the intensity of feeling that women do. For women, love and sex are closely related. For men, love and sex might as well be cousins who only see each other every third Christmas. And that's what I wrote. And I, when did I write that? I literally wrote that four years ago. I mean, how passionate am I and how passionate have I always been? So I hope that's open to your eyes to a bit about why I want to do this. I have so many thoughts, so many feelings, and I'm ready to just lay it all out on the table and share them with you. Um, I really just want to visit personal stories, personal battles, make it as relatable as I can. And I just want you to know that you're definitely not alone and the messed up cycle we called life. Okay? So until the next episode, my name is Tady. This is Sex, Psych and Self. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I hope you've learned a little. Go out, look after your mental health, look after yourself, and most of all, have some safe sex. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.